You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about Sly and the Family Stone, their album Stan. In the room I have Rob Hello. and Ben. Hello. Stan is the fourth album by soul funk band Sly and the Family Stone, released on May 3rd, 1969 on Epic Records. The producer is Sly Stone, the genre is funk and psychedelic soul. And from All Music Reviews, Stephen Thomas Irwine. Stan is the pinnacle of Sly and the Family Stone's early work, a record that represents a culmination of the group's musical vision accomplishment. Life hinted at the record's boundless enthusiasm and blurred stylistic boundaries, yet everything simply gels here, resulting in no separation between the astounding funk, effervescent, irresistible melodies, psychedelic guitar, and deep rhythms. Add to this a sharpened sense of pop songcraft, elastic band interplay, and a flowering of Sly's social consciousness, and the result is utterly stunning. Yes, the jams Don't Call Me Whitey and Sex Machine wind up meandering ever so slightly, but they are surrounded by utter brilliance, from the rousing call to arms of Stan to the unification anthem Everyday People to the unstoppable I Want to Take You Higher. All of it sounds like the family stone, thanks not just to the communal leader vocals, but to the brilliant interplay. But each track is distinct, emphasizing a different side of their musical personality. As a result, Stan winds up infectious and informative, invigorating and thought-provoking, stimulating every sense of the word. Few records of the time could touch it. All right, what do we think of Stan? Dude. Love it. Unstoppable. Yeah, this album was was I, wonderful. I like Sly and the Family Stone a lot. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to catch a guff for saying that because I, I'd actually never listened through Stan start to finish. Yeah, I hadn't before. either. When I was young, one of the first records I got was that first Sly and the Family Stone's Greatest Hits, which I played all the time. It was just like, as far as Greatest Hits compilations go, it, it's 10 feet tall and bulletproof. What I didn't know was how much of that Greatest Hits compilation was just this album. It's at least half the songs on this album, plus I think just, you know, uh, uh, Dance to the Music and a few other things. It's It's... It's mostly this album. Stand, this album is, is... Stand is mostly Sly and the Family Stone's greatest hits. Yeah. It's so cool. I was surprised how the same... I had the same reaction. I, I had listened to Sly, and I was like, yeah, this is going to be a, a good album. I had no idea it was a great album. Right. Yeah. It impressed me in every sense of the word, and it makes complete sense why those other musicians were looking to them of how to present music and yeah. how to be a band. Oh yeah, the, modern you know soul funk band. The balance that they can strike 
you know, like there is legit funk going on, and yet they can inf infuse ju just like a candy coated pop hook without sacrificing any of the authenticity of the funk that they're presenting. And not many bands can do that, you know. It almost feels a little Zappa esque in in the experimentation. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. And, and and like even on the uh, what second track. What, do you, uh, what should we call the second track? I was calling it Don't Call Me Whitey. Yeah, fair enough. That's not my word to use. It's not. <laughs> but yeah, Don't Call Me Whitey, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, like, e even the affectation he takes with, uh, like, singing the lyrics, like, it, to me, it, like, it was like, oh, that, that it, 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 it harkened back to Zappa's, like, like. Sure. Mm -hmm. just yeah, like, I mean, they're using a vocoder, yeah. and they're doing all these you know, interesting. It's a parody, I yeah. guess. A social commentary. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're bringing all that in there from the first mainstream racially integrated male female lineup. Not not only are they racially integrated in '69, which is a big deal. The the women in the band are playing instruments. You know, like they're not just like they're singing backup. Like they're full on members of the band. Like, it's such like it's the Family Stone. It's so cool. Yeah, I uh, I got a real sense of they did everything together. I mean, in the in our uh, 1001, it said we bought cars together, we bought motorcycles together, we bought our you know dogs together. Like we did, we were just a, a family, mm -hmm. a legit you know hang out all the time and perform these songs. Yeah, it I, shows. Un unfortunately, they couldn't keep that like utopia community band image going for that long into the seventies, but through like through like the mid to late sixties and like into like 70, they just, they had this thing that you just could not fuck with musically, socially, even like the, the, the subject matter of these songs is all just like, uh, like everyday people, just like, just like the message of it, just like prejudice of any kind you know just like in broad in broad strokes like it's so positive and you've got this integrated band you've got men and women together and then they're making like the most tasty funk that yeah. like that you, that your lips have ever tasted yeah it's you just can't fuck with it yeah and you know like unfortunately they weren't able to sustain it they had a bit of a dramatic downfall in the in the 70s as sly got more and more into Mostly Coke and PCP. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. But man, just like late 60s Sly and the Family Stone, like, that's just an archetype for doing it right. Yeah. You know? praise upon it i think my only complaint on this album is probably sex machine it's interesting but it just it just drags on and as it goes along it doesn't introduce really new ideas it doesn't it drags on it's too long i also think that having when you have such a good album it sticks out like a 
sore thumb because you're like whoa all these songs are incredible and then there's like one song on there that you're like uh not not the best it's my least favorite track on the album it's i think it's unnecessary that being said i would rather hear a psychedelic soul band play for 14 minutes without really going anywhere than a psychedelic folk band play for 14 minutes yeah. without going anywhere. Yeah. It's just like... What's the, you trying the, to say about Tim Buckley? The, 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 most the, any psychedelic. Yeah, I mean, just like, like, the thing that they're doing for 14 minutes, although it doesn't go anywhere, it's a groove, and, you know, like, I can kind of, I can bop to it. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't, it's not nails on a chalkboard to me like other 14-minute songs we've covered in this project. I wish it was instead three good songs. As opposed to one okay song that goes on for 14 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we're listening to I Want to Take You Higher in our headphones right now. And this groove is just infectious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We haven't got... I feel like this is the first album that truly has gotten into the, the like, funk era, right? I agree. Soul funk era? I mean, from, well, the, we, from the book, we, we we just did Cloud Nine, and they dabbled in it. But, but even Cloud their dabbling Nine was fucking was, ripping this shit. Even off, their dabbling man. was based on Sly Stone. Yeah, you know, I would say they're a, a definitely a progenitors, arbingers of <laughs> funk to come. I was trying to maybe I, I think Sly and the Family Stone is probably could be described as like a watershed moment for music. Yeah. And talk about a, talk about a crossover group. Yeah, you know, like they're they've got the pop sensibilities of like pop music. They're dressed like rock stars. Like they've got like you know like skin tight leather and vests and like the big hair and stuff. Yeah, and then they're they're playing this tight soul funk with psychedelic guitar and just candy coated hooks. Yeah, you know, like yeah, it, it's it's it, 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 there's not a chink in the armor. You know, yeah, it's like. Well, I guess except for drugs. I, <laughs> I would say, too, that this is definitely something that is not based... So many bands were based on other bands, you know, being it the Beatles, the British Invasion, right? blues music. Yeah. This is based on soul music, but I think it's, it's, it, it, it's past the stacks and the Muscle Shoals. Oh, yeah. I agree. Soul movement into yeah. something con- completely different, and we'll get into a lot more of uh, funk with Parliament and Isaac Hayes and that that sort of '70s soul. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited. I thought, man, you can't deny this album. Did you know that uh, uh, Family Stone bass player Larry Graham is credited with inventing slap bass? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. He like. If you look up, like, if you Google slap bass, like, all of, all of the sources point to Larry Graham as the first guy to figure it out. <laughs> and he said that he called it, what he called it? He called it, like, plucking pluck and something. But he was doing it before they had a, a full-time drummer. He was doing it to kind of as a fill-in for percussion, like a click track for percussion, you know? And that was how he developed it. The after the success of this album, because this is what their third album, I think, maybe fourth, but this was the one that it's a fourth, yeah. Like, Dance to the Music got everyone to notice them, and then Stand came out, and Stand was huge. Uh, the Black Panther Party demanded uh, that uh, 
drummer and uh, and horn player Greg Erico and Jerry Martini, the two white guys in the band, be replaced with black musicians. <laughs> <laughs> can't break up the family. You can't break up the family. They're a family. Yeah. Never stop to think about a downfall. Happens at the end of every line. Just when you think you pull a fast one. Happens to the foolish all the time. Somebody's watching you. Somebody's watching you. Somebody's watching you. Somebody's watching you. Games are to be played with toys, etc. Love is to be made when you song we're listening to now i was floored by somebody's watching you yes i'd never heard it before yeah it's it's really cool it's incredible yeah and i it i if someone would were to put it on i'd be like this isn't sly like there's just certain songs on here where you're like i don't think this is sly in the family stone but then you hear it and you're like this totally is this makes yeah it makes so much sense it's a cool track. Oh, uh, it's such a hook. Yeah. So I, I, I read about a, another version of the song, but I didn't have time today to seek it out and listen to it. But uh, so the the backup singers for Sly and the Family Stone were called uh, as a collective. They were called Little Sister. Yeah. Because they included oh, I forget her name. Someone Stone. It was it was. Sly and Freddie and uh, Rose's little sister. I don't know. Three, three, of the, three of the folks in the Family Stone are actually blood family. And then they have an even younger sister. And I, I'm blanking on her name right now. But she and her two like high school friends or whatever were the backup singers that Sly and the Family Stone would sometimes use that they would just refer to as little sister. Uh, little sister uh, released an album on Sly's label uh, where they did a cover of this song and that is credited as the first song to use a drum machine Wow! as a percussive track. So I would like to look it up and listen to it. I'm sure it's cool. I like this song. I like anything that they have to do with. And if, if they're going to be innovating even on top of this, I really want to hear it. You know? Yeah. So yeah. It sounds like a ween song. Yeah, oh, it does. Oh, yeah. Ow, dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> but it's, oh, it's so tight. Thanks, guys. This is amazing. <laughs> uh, Dude, I love this band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is like a new party record for me, for sure. So we're only doing one more of this band and it's Riot going on? Yep. The next, the next album they released after this was Greatest Hits. 
Okay, so that would make sense that most of Greatest Hits is this album. Yes. It, okay, yeah. it's all coming together now. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then, uh, and then, yeah, there's a riot going on, but we'll we'll talk about that when we get there. So we're not going to cover seventy-two f- fresh. I think fresh, in, in like in the inspir- influential to funk to come. I think you have to talk about Sly and the Family Stone fresh. But uh, you know, I didn't write this book. Yeah. No. Uh, Five hundred thousand copies of the albums were sold in the year of its release. It was certified gold. In December '69, and by '86, it had so, sold well over a million copies, certified platinum. Man, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't doubt that at all. This, mm. it, everyone should listen to this album. Yeah, yeah. Do you wanna, you wanna go ahead and get into it? Sure. I'll go first. Just fucking shoulder bopping, dude. Seriously, I'm about to fall out of my chair. I'm bopping <laughs> so hard. <laughs> uh, sing a simple song came on. Man, this album. Seriously, well, with an exception of Sex Machine, it's just banger after banger after banger. You can't slip a credit card in between the grooves. Like, <laughs> it is so tight. Uh, I-, I love this album. Yeah. Everybody. I would recommend this to everyone. I w- if someone's like, I hate funk and soul, and uh, but have you ever listened to Sly and the Family Stone stand? <laughs> be like, well, shit, except for this. You know, <laughs> like, I, every, every single person needs to listen to this record. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's a, I don't, I, I don't even have the words. I have no words for it. I feel like you, you should just, just go listen to it. Yeah, just stop what just you're doing. Stop whatever you're doing. Quit your job. And go listen, listen to, to it. And listen to stand. Yeah, this is this is one of the more exciting. Yeah. yeah, one of the more exciting records that we've gotten to listen to. It's it's nonstop like bangers, and yeah. I yeah absolutely stop what you're doing right now. Put on stand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Learn something cool. It'll def- definitely be in my rotation of of like party albums. Sure. Oh yeah. Within uh, like the Sam Cooke uh, live Harlem Square, if it's right in. All right, we're just gonna listen to the album now. So yeah. let's just <laughs> move on. All right, next time we'll be talking about Tim Buckley, Happy Sad. All right, thanks, y'all. And you think it's done, and then Everyday People comes on. <laughs> <laughs> Everyday people. <laughs>